Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm here with Moon today. Uh, no Burmo, uh, unfortunately. It means we won't be hearing from him till next year. But Moon, last round. Fantasy's done and dusted. How'd you go? Yeah, mate. Look, I didn't do too badly. I climbed up the ranks a little bit. So, um, yeah, <laughs> wasn't wasn't as many tears as I thought that was going to be. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good to hear. I thought I honestly thought you were a lot further down. And uh, uh, did you get a full team for the last round in the end? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I finished. I had 17, 17 on the park, which is good. Oh, thankfully, must be no, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was. It's very painful looking at my my emergencies and all the talent and money that I have sitting there, though. Oh yeah, that hurt a lot. Um, where did you end up? Uh, I guess in the in the end after round twenty five, what uh, what rank did you end up at? So I finished three thousand one hundred sixteenth. So yeah, I take that as a as a win. I was I jumped probably five hundred spots in that last round, which is good. Yeah, I think if you had a few pods that last round, it was very easy to jump spots with everyone just having, you know, all the, the good players that kind of got rested in the end. Um, yeah. That kind how, about of his, how about yourself? Where best did you finish? Yeah, look, uh, very, very chuffed with myself, actually. I ended up, uh, <laughs> I've jumped from 130-odd to 38th, so I finished uh, finished 38th, finished in the top 50, which was very surprising considering the last couple of weeks I was dropping back a bit further um, outside the top 100. So, yeah. Um, finish top Huge. of Parramatta, so get a get a nice prize for that. So do you? I'll take that. Yeah, I, I finished thirty eighth, but uh, apparently not many of the top thirty follow Para, so well, none of yep. them do. So nice. lucky for me. Yeah, that's great for you. <laughs> Little <laughs> prize pack there. Yeah, very nice. I think uh, the I I ended up going like Jack DeBellin as my last trade as a bit of a pod because he's under one percent owned, and last mm-hmm. round he top scored for that. Uh, that Dragons game, so uh, I think they play the Bunnies, so plenty of tackles in that, which was yeah. good. No, you do like to see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Help me out. Uh, anyway, let's talk about kind of, I guess as a bit of a review for the season, considering we did a mid-year review, let's talk about kind of the run home to round 25. So we did our mid-season review just before the the Origin, the last Origin game, I believe, so just before the last buy round. Um, so since then... Uh, how's your team going? How's it fared, I guess, through that last buy round and the run home? In placing, so I haven't, I've kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster. I haven't really gone anywhere over 4,500th and I haven't gone anywhere under 3,000th. So, it's, yeah, I've just sort of fluctuated a little bit. I tried to bring, bring in some like pods because I knew I was sitting just out of that, just over that 3,000 mark. And if I wanted to jump anywhere, maybe anywhere near the top 1,000, I was going to need some like, some wild pods. And that's sort of where, it hurt me a little bit because the pods that I was trying to bring in, you know, I was banking on people like Tamalolo, who I brought in for that last buy round, and AFB just to sort of be the be you know amazing every week. And while AFB, he served me pretty well. He got sixties most weeks. I'd only got a forty-one that last week, but they were just too inconsistent to to get me anywhere up there, just to you know just to boost me a little bit. But that's okay. My my last. I had some really good pickups, which I was very, very happy with. Jerome Hughes, I ended up just biting the bullet and, and buying him, and he was pretty good. Yep. Cody Walker was unreal. Really good having him. Yeah, big, big shout out for that, I guess. Uh, good yeah. call on the Cody Walker chat uh, yeah. after the Origin series. Yeah, it was, was chuffed, actually. He was playing really well. I had a hand in about everything. Mitch Barnett, I brought in as well. He's my last trade, I think. And I just, he was under 5% owned or around the 5% ownership. And he was doing everything. He was tackles. He would sort of go into almost lock and and make tackles in the middle of a set when they were defending. So he was sort of getting 50s, 60s for fun on an edge. 
Uh, it just sucks that he got rested in that last round, so I had to rely on people like Teague Wilton, who, you yeah. know, just... Yuck. Yeah, very yuck. He looked so, good. He actually looked good when he was playing 80 minutes on an edge, but ended up yeah. just falling um, to the reserves and didn't really get a, sh- a mention at all. So Yeah, it's a bit hard when they're playing the Storm in the last round as well, yeah. who are just going to crash through you. Absolutely. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, that's all right. I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I finished this year. Not as good as last year, obviously, but... No, we'll, we'll rebuild. <laughs> rebuild for next year. Yeah, I yep. think um, there's some there's some lessons to be learned. I remember when we were talking about how many trades we should have left for the run home, and you were saying eight, and I think you burnt through those eight in about four rounds. So I think... Oh, I didn't quite... <laughs> I, I was pretty... After the last buy round, I was pretty pretty good, and then I went through them, and I reckon in those middle few rounds, if there was, yeah, maybe eight rounds after the last buy round, I reckon I went... I'd saved my team for two or three rounds and then I used a few because I got I had suspensions and injuries just hit me left, right and centre. Which, yeah, which I hurt. I had about nine trades uh to to get me through the last what, eight rounds it was after the after the last buy and I think I used them by about round twenty two. So went through nine in about five rounds, which wasn't great. Um but I guess I just had enough to get me seventeen players on the park in the end, which was pretty lucky, but that's because I went pods in the end. I mean, it didn't help that uh, for the for the last buy round, I had players like Egan, Harris. Um, I think I ended up going like Ponga, Ben Hunt, Sean Johnson. They're, most of those players got injured and didn't play until like Egan came back later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ponga was just average through the whole, you know, final leg to the finals. So yeah, look at, yeah, it didn't really help me. Some of those players just not, yeah, not coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's been hit and miss all year, old Kalen. I brought him in the start of the year before he got injured, and he got. I brought him in after the ton that he scored. Yeah, <laughs> good, great, and then he lasted me a few weeks. Got maybe forties, maybe one fifty, and then got injured, and then I had to trade him out because there was no point in having him sit on my bench. So, and then came back, and he wasn't even wasn't even amazing when he came back. Just in fantasy wise, he got a few sixties. Uh, that might have been about it, almost. I don't think he was anything amazing. No, in the last eight rounds, he had one score over sixty. So, not uh, not a great investment, I think, on my part. I went him just when he came back from injury um, to be a bit of a pod. But yeah, he didn't really. It's not that he didn't play great. It just he didn't get his hands on the ball enough. I think for the Knights, and when he did, nothing much happened. That's all. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> yeah. Course. Well, the Knights haven't exactly been the best attacking team. I think they've been the last in term, last ranked team in terms of attack um, or attacking potency or whatever the the, the stat is um, in the NRL, which is pretty poor considering some of the other sides in the NRL. Yeah, I tell you what, watching them, I'm not convinced at all. I'm very scared about this game <laughs> uh, this weekend with the Knights. I don't think that they're going to put too many points on the on the board. Yeah, it might be a bit of a... I'm hoping it's a bit of a gimme for Parramatta, but looking yeah. at their team as well, um, there's a couple of outs, which... And a couple of surprising selections for Parramatta, which I'm not too convinced with, but we'll get to the we'll get to the final series soon. Um, for the run home, what are your kind of honourable mentions? Which players did you get uh, that kind of stood out and you are interested in seeing next year? Oh, interested in... So, for the run home, I don't know. I... Cody Walker again, as I said, was probably my big, my big one that I was, I was chuffed about the run home. Uh, he was my pod. He sat under five percent ownership, so it was really good. I guess I'd kind of look at him for next year, probably not though, because he's a little bit expensive to have as my starting starting half. Where I kind of want to start off with a Nathan Cleary and a 
and some sort of rookie, you know, someone who's a little bit cheaper rather than splashing all my cash in the half straight off the bat. So I, I don't know. I've just got a few a few people though, you know, Latrell who I had all year and he's been he's been pretty good all year until he got suspended. Again, been hasn't really been a pod, but a lot of those top teams haven't really owned him, so he's been kind of a pod in in that way. Yeah, and yeah, and he's, it was really good the last, the back end of the year. He was always sort of found the try line. So even when he was destined to get you know a score of about twenty, he would crash over for some bullshit try and bump his crop to like a thirty-five <laughs> or something like that. So yeah. he never really had too many awful scores, which was good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Rabbitohs go, I guess, without Reynolds next year. It'll be yeah. one of those, just the the ball playing and the kicking, I'd say. See what happens there. Mm. Yeah, interesting uh, with the comeback of someone like Cam McInnes as well for next year as well. Yeah. One of those fantasy elite players and how his role at the Sharks goes because you know, they kind of already have a lock and they kind of already have a hooker. So where does he fit and is he going to play 80? Because he's absolutely a man who can play 80 and play 80 very well. So... I don't know. He's someone else that I toss up for next year. Yeah, McInnes. He he's obviously he was the he was the highest priced player I think coming into this season. Um, yeah. Obviously, with his uh, injury, he was gone for the the whole season. His ACL. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they price him at next year. That's that's a big one, I guess, for the Sharks. He'll most likely be playing close to eighty. They still have Braley um, there, I believe, for next year. Didn't they so- buy him as a lock? Did you do you think they bought him as a lock? They I have they Toby bought him Rudolph as a there lock as well. and they they'll move Toby Rudolph to prop play because Aaron Woods is leaving, so it'll be someone like Aaron Woods and Aiden Tolman, Hamlin Ueli and whoever their other front row is. Oh, okay. So yeah, if he gets eighty at lock, that's very interesting. But yeah, again, it'll depend on where he's priced. Like if he didn't play yeah. he didn't play at all this year, so hopefully his basement price playing eighty minutes at lock for, no, for the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah, they're not that kind, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have any other um notable mentions, I guess, for the for the run home? Yeah, I guess you've got to give a shout out to our boy Nathan Cleary. He came back in and sort of didn't really miss a beat. You know, one score of around the fifty mark, which is lowest of the year, but still pumped out those seventies and eighties. Yep, little Papi as well. Once he got back into the groove of things and actually got his starting spot back for those last couple of games, he was huge. And I guess Turbo, you kind of got to, you can't really go past it. He was priced <laughs> it. He was yeah. priced at what four hundred thousand when we brought him in, and he's now over a mil, one point one, just shy of, and scoring one hundred and fifty. So, yeah, he's sort of carried a lot of teams, I reckon. I think that maybe he would have been more of an interesting fantasy option to talk about if he was priced at around 800K and people hadn't have brought him in or found it harder to get him in but because yep. he was so easy, he was just a staple this year, which was unfortunate. I think it'll be interesting next year when he's, you know, priced at around the 900,000. What was he averaging? 83 in the end. So he'll be priced almost a mil. So, yeah, he's not going to be as as well-owned. So I kind of, I'm looking forward to that because if you, if you can bring him in, he's... You know, a genuine fantasy weapon that not everyone in fantasy has. So, yeah, yeah. got to give him a shout out though. Credit where credit's due. It's it's funny how we you go back to everyone doubting picking him up and criticizing people that picked him up because he's so injury prone. You know, he's going to play for a week and then get injured, and he just breaks onto the scene, scoring 60s, 70s for fun, hundreds for fun, and he's yeah. now the top uh, top scorer in fantasy with 150 in the last round, which is incredible. Uh, he actually finished the finished the season being the the highest price player in NRL fantasy as well, uh, pipping clear at the line. So good on him. Yeah. Well, good for him. 
Uh, I feel I feel remiss if I don't mention Josh Jackson. He has been the best pod for the last few rounds as well. Um, yeah. Been just hitting those consistent 60s uh, every single round, even jumping up to, I think he had a, a mid-70 as well. Um, maybe not this round, but the round before. So he's had a few really big scores and helped a lot of teams uh, through the last couple of rounds. I know I picked him up as a as a pod and he's been very consistent, which was... Which is really good, but uh, outside of those those boys, I think the everyone else has kind of been up and down. You know, Avrilo was a good showing for round twenty five uh, when he played in the halves with uh, your boy Brendan Wakeham. Yeah, thank God we've been calling for it. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a ninety with Wakeham in the squad. Um, excellent, but uh, he's been in and out of the squad, which is unfortunate for him. But by the way he played against the Tigers, I'm I'm pretty certain he's going to be there or thereabouts next year, probably partnering um, Burton. For the dogs. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be priced as nice as he was this year. Or yeah, probably no. have the dual position. That's the thing I reckon they'll take that center pri- that center pl- um, position off him and he won't be in anyone's team because no one wants him in their halves. So Yeah, absolutely. If you if you're partnering Burton in the halves, um just the way he's partnered like Flanagan and Lewis, he just doesn't score well with them. He'll probably be only scoring around that thirty mark, right? And he'll be a half as well, not not a center, so Burton yeah, will do all the kicking. Yeah, absolutely. Avrilo's going to do barely anything um, in that yeah. team. Yeah, especially the Dogs are ordinary. That's just going to be struggle yeah. city for him. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how the Dogs uh, do turn up. Their team's going to be drastically different to what it was this year with all the players they've released and brought in for next season. So very interesting to see uh, their team next year. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they go. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this new Dogs team play. I yeah. I think that they'll be they'll be much better next year. It's still not top eight worthy, obviously, but I think that they'll be out of the bottom four. Is sort of my prediction. I think they've been in enough games this year where they've been in positions that they could win. You know, against the Raiders at Magic Round, for example, which just hits a bit close to home. They probably should have won that game, but lack of experience meant that they just they couldn't pip the, they couldn't ice these games where they were they were well and truly in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that they'll be there thereabouts anyway, sort of the twelfth to twelfth mark ish. Yeah, yeah, around where the the dragons will probably end up as well. I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, MVP for twenty twenty one. Who's your most valuable player uh, from your squad? Look, I'm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Nathan Cleary. Purely because of how he started out the year, he was just unreal. I was sort of a little skeptical spending my money on a half, but you know, yeah, he was amazing. He was just unreal. He was getting almost hundreds for fun to start the year, so it was hard not to have him. Uh, so if you didn't have him, you were you were a long way behind everyone else. It was a long road back. So I was very thankful for having him, not captaining him or setting a captain the first round. Probably stitched me up from a probably top two thousand finish. Another yeah. 94 points I would have had on my squad. But, yeah, yeah. Look, he, he was unreal all year, and he carried me to a draft win. So I, you know, kind of got to give him give him all the credit, don't I? Yeah, lucky boy. <laughs> getting the first pick and picking Cleary. Oh, who knew you were going to win? Good. <laughs> How about yourself? Who's your MVP? Uh, I think I'm going to give my MVP to uh, Turbo. I mean, for my team, anyway, I picked him up immediately when he came back in. Uh, just because the price that he was at and the way his form when he does play was way too good. And this year it just escalated. Um, you know, he just kind of got on with... Uh, it's like he hadn't been playing for... Or he hadn't been injury prone for like the last two years. So um, he got on like he's been, you know, on fire for the last few seasons and been the best player in the NRL. And he looked... In that last game, he looked like the best player in the NRL at the moment. So, um, yeah, 
he's just too good to probably not have in your side next year. But then again, how are you going to fit players like, you know, Cleary, Turbo, DCE, all these big guns, Pappenhausen even next year, you know, big guns scoring big points, how you're not going to fit them into your team. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, even Pappenhausen, he finished the year only costing around 500K. So he dropped a lot of cash um, just being out and, you know, returning from the bench and all that. So he might be a decent, decent shout next year again, because his price dropped at the start of this year, I believe as well. Yeah, he started out at 600k, and but he was averaging what 50 towards the end. So, yeah, who knows? He'll probably still be around the 600k. I think starting next year. Yeah, if you start in there, I mean, still be a good buy. He was a good buy at 600k this year. Yeah, I'll bring him in again for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anyway, let's move away from fantasy. Uh, I guess that's pretty much wrapped it up for NRL fantasy this year. Um, We'll definitely be doing this again next year and. Uh, going through everything that we went through this year again uh, at the start of next year. But we'll move towards the NRL finals now. So we've just had the team lists announced. I won't go through them all, but uh, we'll go through the the matchups just to see uh, your thoughts. Uh, Storm v Manly, first uh, qualifying final. This has got to be the game of the round, doesn't it? I think Absolutely. I, 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 I want to say the Storm are going to win just because they're so good. But because they've got, you know, people like, no Adokar been named. Cameron Munster's not 100%. Uh, I, I just think that they could struggle a little bit, especially if Manly get into their groove. I think that the Storm are probably a little bit lucky to win that that uh, that regular season game, whatever round that was, a few, few rounds before the final one. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a cracking game, and you know these odds I don't think really reflect. I think it's, what, $3.10 to $1.37. So I think this is going to be a a really close game, if not mainly surprising the Storm here and getting up. I don't think that'll be a bad thing at all for the Storm if if Manly have a win, to be fair. And I still think that they're very much a premiership contender. If this this might be a grand final. Yeah, I, I think this would be the best grand final in and of yeah. itself, to be honest. And it still could be the grand final, really, um, thinking about it, because whoever loses out of this this matchup will have to go play Brewster's Titans. And then if they get through that, they'll have to play whoever wins out of Rabbitohs Penrith and go to the finals that way. So still could end up as the, as the grand final. We just get a, a little yeah. taste of it beforehand, but I mean, you'll have to go through Panthers as well. So uh, speaking of the, the other qualifying final, the Panthers and the Rabbitohs, how do you see that one going? I think the Panthers win pretty comfortably there. Leno the trail really hurts the bunnies. I think that yeah. while Blake Taff is, is a decent fullback. It's just nowhere near the quality that Luttrell is the X factor that he that he possesses. So I think that the poor old bunnies might um, maybe not get smashed, but I think that they could lose. You know, something like a twenty-four to six sort of scoreline win pretty comfortably, two or three tries. I that's the way I see it going anyway. Yeah, I think as long as Cleary um, doesn't have his shoulder mess- messed up at all during the game, he'll you know, carry this Panthers team through. And, geez, how good is that TPJ signing for the finals as well? It's working out very well for them. He was so good for them, just coming off the bench, playing 30 to 40 minutes, just absolutely incredible. He plays like David Fafita or, a, you know, a kick-out kind of type player and just goes straight through them, which is kind of what they brought him in for, right? They'll, that could win him the finals, to be honest, if they if yeah. they make it that far. Yeah, or bring him in against a tyrant defense and just let him let him just run through people. He just scores bullshit tries under the post because he just he just keeps working, he keeps driving his big ass legs. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just crashing over for tries. Here and there he's got what a couple or two or three and four or five games, I reckon. So no, it looks good. Yeah. So very good. Pretty happy for them. 
Right, oh, moving to the first elimination final, the Roosters and the Titans. I think this one's going to be very close, but you have other opinions. Yeah, yeah, I think that the Roosters run away with it just because there's too much experience there. Oh, the, the Titans, it just this team just doesn't wow me. Jaden Campbell, yeah, very good. red hot, and Dave Fafita when he's on, but he's been so hit and miss. Yeah, that I kind of just got to give it to the to this uh, Roosters team. They've they've hustled all year. They've you know had a few wins where they probably shouldn't have. I think that they'll be too good against the Titans. The Titans, you know, a big win against the Warriors, but I, I don't think that. They played amazing, amazing footy. I just think the Warriors were that bad. So, I, yeah. Sam Walker coming on with, you know, he'll play like the Tyron Peachy role when he comes in off the bench, I think, Sam Walker will. And I think he'll create a few opportunities and look, look dangerous. He looks really good. I really liked watching Sam Walker. What That game against the Dragons where he came off the bench. Yeah. And I think he scored a try, set up a few. He, he just looked dangerous. Looked really good. Got given a license to roam the field. And I think that almost suits him better than just playing as a pure seven. So I, I'm excited. Actually, really excited for this game, but I think that the Roosters are run away with it. Personally, fair enough. I guess the their front row and their second row still has all their all their players. Um, obviously missing um Jake Friend and Sam Verrills is filling in, but it's a pretty handy fill in as well. Verrills has got a decent amount of experience already. I think he has nearly 50 games under his belt. Um, Verrills, so that's good for good for them. But yeah, it's just their. I guess they still have Tedesco as well, which is good. But yeah, their halves have just completely been shot this year. Lucky to have Sam Walker fill in and just be as dynamic. But um, yeah, he can be a target, which is why I guess he's coming off the off the bench so they don't hit him early um, and kind of hurt his confidence. So I still think it's going to be close. Uh, Fogarty looks very good for the Titans when he's on. And like you said, Jaden Campbell is, you know, he's he looks all class. Can't, it's hard to believe he wasn't even in a squad at the start of this year. So I'm expecting him to do big things if the Titans can get on the front foot this game. Yeah, he's been unreal. I think he's going to be the key. Him and Jamal Fogarty have got to be big if this yeah. Titans team want to win. I also think, I forgot to mention, Victor the Inflictor, if he doesn't, you know, get oh, yeah. sent off, <laughs> I think him as a ball playing lock is very effective for the Roosters, so he'll, he'll be really good. You reckon Robbo's taking him aside and being like, look, look, Victor. Don't be a moron. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he's played, oh God, how many games has he played compared to I being know, suspended? Like this three year? versus 18. Yeah, it's been, been rough, Rob, Victor. He can't really play his original game at the moment with the current rules, so it might be interesting to see how his role changes in the future as well. Him, if he had been a player in the 80s, I reckon he would have been incredible. Best player <laughs> ever because he could get away with knocking someone out and just being an unreal footy player. So, <laughs> Yeah, coming in the wrong era, Victor. <laughs> oh, anyway, moving on to the yeah, second elimination final, Para taking on the Knights. Um, pretty safe to say Parramatta run away with it here, right? Yeah, I think so. As said before, I don't think that the Knights have a whole lot of attack in them. Almost looked better when Caleb Palmer and Mitch Pierce went off the field the other day. So that's that's a worrying sign. I don't know. I think that Parramatta have their tail up and they'll be they'll be pretty good. Yeah, the only thing that's that kind of worries me about Para is the fact that you know we've lost Marnie, we've lost Lusick, and now we have Ray Stone at hooker, who has played a little bit of hooker, but not enough to be you know an out and out nine. Um, and obviously, Will Smith coming on the bench will probably share that role. And the fact that, you know, they've moved Papali'i back to the bench and Maddo's in the reserves. What's what's going there? Oh, I have no explanation for that. That just sort of, I reckon, you know, we talked about this pre-game. I reckon that they'll be late ins and just sort of mess with the Knights sort of system going. That they've, they've got to play. They're too good not to. Yeah. And, and that's done is good. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the bench for Para, Makatoa, he had a very good showing last week and deserves that number 17 shirt. I don't know if you watched the game, but he was amazing for Para in the front row. Uh, nearly played 80 minutes. Which was is- he the bloke with the, the bleach blonde hair? Did he, I or was that Oregon Confuci? I, I think that might have been Confuci. He didn't. I don't think he had the blonde hair. Oh, uh, <laughs> disregard. No, I, that was he, I think I think I might have seen him, but I I don't know. He, good for him though. If he's there, he could be the unlucky one to miss out if Ryan Madison comes into this team though. If Nia Corey probably doesn't go straight out of the squad. Actually, I I was, he, I'm trying to think. I think he might have actually had blonde hair. Now that I think about it, if he's the bloke, from one of the two with blonde hair, then uh, well, with bleach blonde hair. Then yeah, he was unreal. Looked really good. I also rate Ray Stone. If he's he's probably going to be put in this team and just told to make bulk tackles, which he did last week. Yeah. Um, and then he'll be he'll be really good. He'll you know miss the the qualities that Reed Marnie had the running and the the opportunity making that Reed Marnie has in his yeah. game. But you know I think you kind of get that when you lose your your number one, your first choice hooker. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I guess a good question for you for the finals run. Um, who do you think's got the best run to the grand final? Oh, boy. Look, you guys have, I reckon, a good first two rounds. The Knights and then probably the Bunnies. I'd, I'd really like your chances to play in a prelim final and knock and the Bunnies be knocked out in a, in a couple of games. Oh, look, I think whoever has to play, well, it'll be probably Penrith. If they'll have to play the Storm and Manly in a prelim final is rough. Yeah. I reckon finishing fifth here. Hang on. Fifth, then you would have played. Yeah, playing. Oh, I don't know. Look, playing in Storm Manly in a prelim final is just going to suck. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play either of those. They're the two form teams, I'd say. If you win, you're going to be drained. You, it's going to be really hard to beat them and you're going to be gassed, I reckon. It's going to be like a four-month recovery, all off-season. <laughs> Come yeah, off that I, one game. So I, I reckon whoever loses between Storm and Manly might go through um to the finals and actually win yeah, it. To pretty be comfortably, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's probably the best run. Obviously you want to win your your qualifying final, but at the same time that, that week off can kinda can kind of slow down your your momentum in the finals, especially coming off some of the games that uh, those teams have uh, in the last round, like, you know, uh, Manly Pump and the Cowboys in the fashion that they did. Mm. Uh, Storm had a pretty of a tough, bit of a tough game against the Sharks as well, but they kind of got through it pretty comfortably in the end as well. And the Panthers, you know, smashed um, Para with their weakened team. So um, you don't really want to be not playing games in the finals, yeah. if that makes sense. You want to kind of keep that momentum going week in, week out. But at the same time, like yep. you said, if you come up against Storm or Manly and, you know, in the semifinals, it's going to be tough to get through that kind of a game and get to the grand final and be 100% ready to go. Yeah, well, I think they get on the other side of the draw to whoever wins that Storm-Manly game because the other side of the draw to the Panthers, assuming that they win. And I just think that it's, they're almost a sure win. They've kind of got to win. Their team's, weight, their team's just outstanding compared to the other five, so... Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we go though. I'm excited see to see some to see the finals footy. I think it's going to be good yeah. quality. Absolutely. Hopefully, should, should be good. Yeah, should be very good. Um, it's it looks like a kind of a two horse, three horse race. I guess at this stage, we're probably tipping, you know, Storm, Manly, Penrith, two of those three yeah. to be in the final at this stage. Yeah. But who knows? Finals are a different beast. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Look, that uh, that wraps us up for the pod this year, Moon. Uh, any any final remarks? Anything you want to say to the fans out there? You know that have been following your progress this whole year. 
just a quick shout out to to all our listeners who've stuck through us, all the year, all the people who've asked us questions and stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, all the feedback that we've gotten on social media, uh, we love we love hearing from you every week and and answering your burning questions that you have for us. And shout out to all those people who brought in Anthony Milford when I told you to, <laughs> and Matt Moyland as well. I really appreciate you listening to me, and you'll be reaping the awards. So good for you for finishing first overall. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh. Awesome. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, Moon, uh, everyone out there, please follow our, our Instagram at footybrainspod. We'll be posting throughout the off-season and we'll also be posting all the, the good stuff we're going to be doing at the start of next year, you know, going through all the, the team breakdowns and discussing who's going to get selected and where, talking about the prices when they get announced and who who has the best value, players to go on, players not to jump on, that kind of stuff. So uh, give us a follow on Insta um, and we'll definitely keep everyone up to date on the happenings uh, over the off-season. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Love your work, Moon. I guess we'll start speaking again about all this NRL fantasy stuff next year. Uh, you know us. We'll be talking about it on the off-season non-stop. Don't you Yeah, worry. absolutely. We'll start again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Love oh, your work. Thanks, mate.